now tuned in to the Meesey Muse Unplugged, a pop-up podcast variety show helping consultants along their journey to greatness with your host, management consultant, author, and blogger, Christy Lindor. go-getters. Welcome to the Macy Muse Unplugged podcast show. So today I'm, I'm just super excited to, to do a just special edition. This is episode 10. I'm actually going to call this the bench. Uh, so if you are in consulting, you know what the bench is. For some types of firms, it's maybe called the beach. But for those that are new to consulting, um, the bench or the beach is usually when there's downtime. You know, you may be in between a project, looking for a new engagement, maybe doing proposal work, and you know, you're kind of waiting for the next ramp up. And so kind of in the spirit of consulting, I've called today's episode the bench. And I really want to take time to reflect. And I think if you, you know, if you think about great consultants, they really maximize their bench time. And so we're gonna we're gonna maximize that with today's episode. And what's on the agenda for today? So I wanna take a step back for a second. Like we launched on July 7th, and we're like towards the end, we're not even a full month in, and it's been a pretty remarkable ride, ladies and gentlemen. And so I wanted to take a moment, take a time to reflect. I wanted to kind of recap some of our, our past episodes, just give you a snippet for those who may be new to the show, and then give you a little bit of a preview of what's to come over the next month. I decided to do that for a couple of reasons. So one, I wanted to thank you my go-getters it's just been so crazy like i launched the show and you know i'm a recovering perfectionist i I will say but you know for me it was like well i'm gonna put the show out you know i didn't focus on it being perfect i really focused on the content and making sure i really provided that insight to you and people responded it's just it's pretty remarkable i think last i checked we've been trending on itunes so thank you so much for your support i continue to get just an outpouring of 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 thanks and support and people that want to be part of the show and people that i've reached out to that's more than willing to help out so just makes me so excited to see this much momentum and we're not even about a month in so I decided, you know, when I when I when I started the show, I said it was going to be a bi-weekly show. I've actually decided now to actually make it a weekly show. Like there's just so much going on and so much great stuff with the response from you all, from my go-getters. We're going to do this weekly. We're going to like go for it. And so I'm super excited to announce that in today's episode. thing I also wanted to just kind of you know kind of highlight like I mentioned some of the shows that we've had over the last three or so weeks we've had so many new listeners I don't know if everyone's gotten a chance to really like listen to you know what we've put out there so we're gonna go down memory lane I want to just play kind of key snippets of each episode and talk to you about you know kind of a little context of each of the episodes that we have out there so far 
And then like I mentioned, I will pivot and just give you a preview of what's to come. Given all the, 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 the excitement and momentum and fanfare we've had with the show, I, I decided I'm, I'm gonna try to probably soup it up a little, get a little bit more official. So you're gonna hear maybe some slight changes in like the format, not too much. I, I wanna keep the format as much as I can, but based on feedback that I've been getting, I def definitely wanna make sure I refine. So we're definitely in refinement mode. And again, if you're a consultant, you know what bench time is, you get it. It's all about kind of getting ready to kind of gear up and ramp back up for your next adventure. So in that spirit, I wanted to now go down talk through the different episodes. So I'm going to play different highlights of different shows, starting with episode one. So with episode one, for those who may have missed that, that was actually my intro episode. In that, I really talked about the show, what people can expect. I kind of did like a Q&A type of format. And then towards the end of the show, I mid to end of the show, I then pivoted, talked a little bit about my own personal career journey and what led me down this path. What you as a listener can expect from this show. I wanted to take, you know, the Misi approach and have so many different types of guests for a couple of reasons. And, you know, my goal, and, and that's why I use the word variety show, because I really want to make sure every time you listen to an episode, you're taking away some type of key nugget. You know, I want you to be informed, to be entertained, comforted, challenged, inspired. And I want you to take the nuggets that you learn from the show and you use them either in your life or you pay it forward. You may have known a colleague or someone that kind of needs this information and you pass on an episode or pass on the information to them because that's what it's about. It's a really about helping others and really making sure that people get the information they need to make informed decisions and to live the best life they can towards their journey to greatness. So that's what this is all about. Episode two, I actually... I take it kind of a step further. With episode two, I share the different interview formats. As I mentioned, this is a pop-up podcast and is a variety show. And so I wanted to make sure that everyone had the context of the types of interview formats that we have on the show. So I give a little snippet of that. I share some of the key rules of our show, which is about, you know, we, we want to make sure we're, we, we're not naming firm names, we're not naming client names really want to focus on the journey of, of great consultants. And so I share that. And then I pivot. I did a recent podcast interview where I shared a little bit about the Misi Muse story about my book. And I, I play that episode. So I want to just play a quick highlight of that episode as well. I wrote the book kind of from, you know, the, the lens that I had. So, you know, growing up, you know, I knew since college, I wanted to be a consultant. I just kind of got exposure to that line of work in different internships. And so when I came into consulting, I, I learned really quickly that, you know, being that I was first generation American, you know, I'm first kind of college grad, there was a lot of resources and information I didn't really have access to. So, you know, you got to consider back then, there wasn't a lot of, you know, Google wasn't really prevalent and, and you know, that whole world was not, you know, the whole world we live in today just wasn't around. The resources were not as accessible. So the first five years of my career, I didn't really have a lot of mentors. I had colleagues and, and clients and, and work and things to do, but I didn't really have someone that was taking me under their wing to say, hey, Christy, here's how you do things, right? 
And because of that, I, you know, I did struggle. I did struggle. And while I had, while I had really good experiences, it's just not the same when you, you know, have someone that's kind of taking you under their wing. So fast forward, you know, fast forward now in my career, I do have mentors and guides and I'm just at a really good place now. I've learned from so many different opportunities. And I said, you know what? I want to write the book in the voice of a mentor. I really want to be the mentor that I wish I had. Sure. I'm going to move on to episode three. So in episode three, I had my very first AMA interview. So AMAs are fireside chats. I got a chance to connect with Ayer Rhodes. Uh, she's not only a seasoned consultant in a big four, but she's also a blogger. So her blog is called Boss Chicks Network. And in this show, you know, she really provided a little bit about her career journey, how she got started in consulting, why she enjoys the profession as much as she does. But then during the show, you know, I did share with her one of my mentees did not get promoted as they expected and was exploring their options. And so I'm going to play a little bit of, of that where uh, Aya and I gave my mentee some advice on next steps and things to consider. Given this scenario, and I feel like as a consultant, we hear this, I hear this at least a couple times a year where yeah. someone is up for promotion for whatever reason, there's a lot of varying reasons, but for whatever reason, they don't make it. And then, you know, they're so upset, you know, that they yeah. they want to, like, either leave or they want to, like, go to another firm. I know for Jennifer, I you know, me knowing her for the last, you know, five or six years, I know that, you know, Jennifer, one of her big, her end goals is to stay and make partner. So, you know, she's not one of those individuals that is, is in consulting just to get, you know, some really cool experiences in a short amount of time. She's in right. it for the long haul. She's in it for the long um, haul. Yeah, that's important. Yeah. So, so, so what what advice do you think when you hear this scenario? What comes to your mind, Aya? One of the things that comes to my mind with this scenario is just being very intentional about getting a detailed debrief. Do not let this be a surface conversation where, you know, your counselor is just giving you your review and saying, do you have any questions, right? Like, mm-hmm. bro ask questions. What could I have done differently? What were the differentiators? You know, what is it about my body of experience from this past year that was not enough? What was enough? Give me examples of the individuals who were promoted. What was enough? You know, so I would say just this is not the time to kind of shark back and just take it. Yes, you weren't promoted, but find out from, and a, you know, with as much detail as possible, what were the differentiators? You know, what made the difference? If it's not your counselor who's going to tell you, you know, have a conversation with your partner, your engagement partner, your practice partner, whomever, just to find out what was lacking in terms of the support. Because I know at least for the company, for the firm that I'm with, you need partner support for that promotion. And if you have partner support, most times it can happen for you. So just be very diligent about finding out why you did not make it this year. With episode four, again, it was another AMA, Ask Me Anything interview. I had the utmost pleasure of connecting with Natalie. So Natalie, she actually is this, was, a, was a seasoned consultant herself. She decided to leverage her consulting experiences 
and actually got like a double promotion. She, she's really doing really big things. She got a double promotion. She's now got a really lucrative nonprofit healthcare consulting career, but she did that purposefully. And so I'm gonna play a little bit of a snippet of that episode. In that one, we also did, I'll give um, one of my mentees advice. She's you know, new to consulting. She was getting ready to you know, give a really big senior executive presentation and wanted some pointers on like how to prepare for that presentation. So I'm gonna play a little bit of episode four for you. One of the things about consulting as well is, you know, they say one year in consulting is like equivalent of three years in, in yeah. industry. And I knew yeah. I, was, I didn't want to be in the private sector for so, so long. I had this desire to get back to the international work and bring those skills with me. So I thought consulting would be a good opportunity to get a lot of diverse experience without having to spend as much time investing and building that up. And I definitely got a lot of that. It's also diversity of experience in terms of not having to do the same thing every day for right. you know month after month, year after year. I never got tired. I never lost interest. And if I did lose interest, I had an end date of a project and I knew I would be doing something different. So that was very desirable as well. In episode five, this is actually a crossroads. So crossroads interviews are when I get a chance to connect with somebody that's either going in or out of consulting. And we have a conversation about that. Either they ask some questions, they share their stories, and we just we just kind of talk that through. And so for episode five, I did a crossroads interview with Schwan. And Schwan is actually a recent PhD graduate and she's got a really strong quantitative background and she's decided that she really wants to get into the consulting space. And she came to me, we've been talking for quite some time as one of my mentees and she really wants to figure out like how to differentiate herself as a candidate, you know, by building up her qualitative skills in time for recruitment season. So I'm gonna play a snippet of that. So I understood it correctly, it sounds like a good performance, they all share kind of some basic proficiency in terms of being able to structure a problem, being able to kind of solve it. But what truly takes candidate from good to outstanding is the ability to be innovative, to kind of show his or her unique personality and do that in the, do that and articulate in a very crisp and compelling way. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah, I, okay. I would definitely, I would, and it's compelling, so, so so there's innovative, compelling, but also simple. There also is, simple. There's a, yeah, there's a lot of power in being able to take something that's a very, something that's very complex and being able mm-hmm. to simplify it. To find ways, you know, that you're able to talk about a business problem in, mm-hmm. in kind of, you know, like layman terms, that also can come off really compelling because, it's, it, you know, people don't have to you know, really try to interpret or understand what you're saying as much when you're mm. using more common language. So I see mm. another thing with, with sometimes with, with candidates is that they get so caught up in using these big fancy words that may not resonate. So, you know, knowing the fancy words is one thing, but knowing when to use them is another. And I think, you know, being able to, to have that professional maturity really, you know, can make a candidate shine. Episode six, drama in the team room. I got a chance to connect with Nitya. I've known Nitya for several years now. And 
she actually shared a, a, it was a really it was a really kind of heartbreaking story of and, and, and some of the painful lessons that she learned in her first consulting experience. But you know what's what's interesting, Nitya is such an amazing, incredible individual. She's super smart. She was able to to leverage that experience and catapult it into a, a really great consulting role now where she's really enjoying her work and she's really on her path to greatness. And so in, in this interview, Nitya shares, you know, some of the lessons learned and how she overcame those obstacles. I was let go from that project, but not from the company. So in other words, Nitya, if I can just recap what you just shared. So you were put on this project, you know, the, the client expected a lot more from you. It sounded like their project manager also expected a lot more from you than you were actually able to to deliver in their eyes, you know, given that you were coming in as a business analyst, you know, two, three years, industry experience, first time consulting. And what you're saying is that you essentially got, you know, rolled off of that first engagement. How long did it take, you know, from when you started the project to getting rolled off? Three to four weeks. I mean, there was holidays in between. So, yeah, it was pretty quick. And I honestly did not understand what happened because when we were returning or we were returning from the holiday break, I, you know, right the day before the person who had hired me into the company had called me and was like, you don't need to go back to that site again. And he was nice about it. You know, it wasn't anything. He didn't really let me know what happened basically directly. And so after that phone call, I didn't go back to the site, but eventually, you know, I had to talk to the project manager and return the materials. And it was just a really weird, strange situation. In episode seven, this is another AMA, Ask Me Anything. I had the utmost pleasure of connecting with John Robinson. He is the CEO of Backup CEO. And in, in episode seven, John really really kind of peels back the layers of the onion. You know, he really talks about how he leveraged the power of detachment. And he used that, you know, to really transition from having a, a really lucrative marketing career to becoming a consulting and starting his own company focused on CEO leadership coaching. He's got a really powerful story. Uh, he's also in the midst of setting up, um, he's, it's a his passion project called Mindities Network. I'll give you a little snippet. It had to do with a bunch of research that I was doing on vulnerability and vulnerability and leadership. And we all know that, that we struggle sometimes to ask for help. I know I do. <laughs> I, I do a lot of times I struggle to ask for help. Now, when it comes to painting, I am quick to make a phone call to call a painter. But when it comes to other things, it takes me a bit of time. So I was doing a lot of research on vulnerability and leadership. And Enron happened, and mm. I was puzzled. You, you remember Enron? So, yeah. so Enron happens, and I thought, man, why did that CEO not have someone around him or a team around him that would hold him more accountable to higher values or that would challenge him to make him uncomfortable? And I thought, well, you know what? Most CEOs hire people that they like hire people that are speaking the same language. 
And what, in essence, what they're hiring, they're just hiring themselves. Awesome, awesome. So in episode eight, again, another uh, AMA, Ask Me Anything, I connected with Swam. So, uh, so Swam is also a seasoned consultant and she really did a nice job sharing her own career journey in consulting and what you know what she loves about the profession in this episode uh, she actually her and i we gave advice to one of my mentees who has some colleagues of theirs that were driving them crazy trying to still you know take the credit for their work trying to position themselves for promotion let's hear what swam had to say but given that like what you know, some what would you say makes a great consultant based on your experiences? Yeah, so I think the way I look at consulting, Christy, is a little bit different, I guess. I look at, like, for me, consulting is it has more to do with people than projects because it's just such a huge component, like a human component associated with it because we work with people every day and, you know, we are helping them. That's kind of how I look at consultants. So we're, I think the biggest thing would be to find meaning in what we do. So like, I think in my opinion, like if for a great consultant, they should know why they're doing what they're doing. So I Mm. think finding that why is very important. Yes, you could be testing a software. And if that's all you see, you're missing out because there's, you're making bigger impact than that. You might be testing a software that's, going to be used in a hospital and could save somebody's life one day. So know what impact you're really making. It's, it's always bigger than what you see. In episode eight, so this is another Crossroads interview. Um, I did this one with Joan and Joan is interesting. She's got an interesting story. She's a very successful, high-performing consultant. And she's really gotten to a crossroads where she wants to really do more meaningful work in the nonprofit space, potentially. And during the show, we really kind of explore and discuss, you know, kind of some options for her. And throughout the show, this was such an incredible episode because, you know, in that moment, you know, you can really sense that Joan was discovering like what really mattered to her when it comes to owning her career. And I think a lot of that does have to do with maybe me not trusting myself enough and wanting to go out for external approval of, you know, whether it's speaking with family members or friends. And, you know, in some ways, I do think that this is maybe like a unit, like it is felt universally. It's not just me, but I think that it's really needing to have to deal with that situation of I need to trust myself enough to make this decision and not worry about what others think of me making this decision. So thankful that you got a chance to listen to those snippets. And, you know, if you have not listened to the episodes, I just kind of recapped, please go ahead, go to www.mecmuse.com. You know, when we started the show, we were on SoundCloud and, and, and iTunes. We're also on Stitcher. And a couple, I think we're also on Blueberry as well. So a couple other avenues, you can definitely check the show out. So again, thank you so much for all of your support. I'm going to pivot for the rest of this this bench episode. I'm going to share kind of a quick highlight of some episodes to come so you can know what to expect. 
So I'm gonna start with episode 11. So episode 11, we get a chance to do our first quick wins. So quick wins are essentially interviews where we have an individual come in and showcase either a product or service that they offer that would really be beneficial to consultants. I call it, you know, consulting toolkit types of, of, of information. And so for episode 11 with our quick wins, we have Luis Vasquez of mightyintrovert.com. So in the episode that we do, Lewis really shares insights of, you know, how introverts can really bring their authentic self into their work, create influence without, you know, really changing who they are. And that hit home for me, you know, I'm an introvert. So I'm going to play a quick highlight of, of some of the thoughts that Lewis had to share with us. What would you say is one of the common pitfalls, you know, you see with introverts that can impede their success? I know with your course, you, it seems like you're, you're very interactive, you know, with people that take your course, there's kind of that feedback loop, which is great. Like, what are, what are some of the, the common threads you see as people are trying to kind of figure out, you know, what their introversion mean and how to really leverage it? Sure. The, co- the most common pitfall that I see and probably the most important one to address, whether an introvert wants to admit it or not, is a lack of confidence. So a lot of introverts, they don't do things because of a lack of confidence. But in reality, look, the way we can gain confidence from per- it's not even only introverts, but even consultants, everyone, is just by understanding things better, by asking the right questions. And so once you understand, you get that information that you understand, you become more confident in applying it or even doing or applying the information or implementing it. And so we're all in sales, whether we like it or not. I mean, consultants especially, since they're constantly interacting with clients and they need to convince someone that this is the best strategy, that this is the best way to go for you to get the results that you're aiming to achieve. Awesome. Awesome. You're going to want to listen to that episode for sure. So for episode 12, um, episode 12, I did my first, where are they now? And so where are they now are pretty much, these are interviews where I get a chance to connect with one of my favorite colleagues that, you know, was a rock star. You know, they had the brand of a rock star, you know, when we were working together at the firm, I really loved working with them. So I get a chance to connect. I've had a couple of Ask Colleagues that I'm, I'm going to be connecting with for the show. But for episode 12, I got a chance to connect with Ron, who's doing great things. And in this episode, actually, Ron um, gives one of my mentees advice on how to deal with peer pressure drinking, which he experienced himself. So I'm going to play a snippet of that. I actually have a situation where I was actually in that same predicament. Oh, wow. Okay. Actually was the first project that I worked on in my consulting career. I was the youngest on the team. I was 21, 22 at the time. And the other gentlemen, you know, on the project were 40 plus. And they liked having me around because I knew where the girls were. I knew, you know, all the hangout spots. I knew, you know, where the party was, and that's what they wanted to do while they were away from home on this particular project. And so I was pressured into drinking quite a bit of alcohol, not only 
after the work day, but also during lunch, where they would make sure that I went to lunch with them, and we would have a couple of cocktails or a couple of bottles of wine, and we would all go to dinner together, and at dinner, we would have bottles of wine and a few cocktails there. Then we would go to a, either a wine bar or some type of dive bar or a regular bar or club after we would leave dinner at night and continue the drinking, where we would have tabs in the thousands of dollars, and I'm talking about this was taking place three to four nights a week, depending on what our deadlines were and how we, how long we needed to be at the client site that particular week. And so the first, you know, month or so, you know, I was fresh out of college. I was used to drinking heavily, used to partying all night long. But what happened to me was that I would tend to oversleep. And so instead of getting to the office at 8 o'clock when everyone else, I would get there between 9, 930. Awesome. You want to check that episode out. There's so much we talk about in that episode that like tees up for future editions. So make sure to check out episode 12. Episode 13 is another Crossroads interview. It's actually with Michaela. So this is a, I call it a special Crossroads because this one, Michaela actually just accepted her very first consulting firm offer. I was super excited. You know, I had been connecting with Michaela and kind of coaching and and supporting her, her recruitment process. So when she let me know she got, you know, her first offer, I was so excited. And in this episode, she really shares you know, what she what she did to prepare to really differentiate her candidacy. And then I share a little bit of, of guidance on things she should consider going into her first role. What were some of the things that you felt that you did? You know, I, you, you mentioned earlier about case interviews. Like, what were some of the things that you did to prepare that you felt like really kind of help you become like and, and differentiate your, your candidacy versus others? Yeah. um, So I was pretty purposeful. Um, I knew that there were certain elements and boxes that I needed to check. And so it honestly isn't just one thing. I think all of these things um, are absolutely necessary. So it was the case prep, the networking, the internal experience, the external experience, and then the general biotech news. And I'll go through each of these. So for the case prep, I started probably about six months ago, doing a case a week um, with our local case practice group. And for episode 14, uh, I do an AMA Ask Me Anything interview with Ed. Uh, So Ed, seasoned consultant, you know, he's on the partner path and he really gives advice to career consultants. So people who like myself who kind of grew up in consulting, you know, what are ways that you can create, you know, more breadth and depth to your experience? For people that may have been in consulting and they've been like a, what I call like a career consultant, right? Like they grew up in the, you know, in a specific firm or doing this type of work. What type of advice would you give um, an individual like that you know, know, knowing that you have both like the industry and have that expertise and coming into consulting, like what advice would you give them that they may not see, you know, given that they've had more of a linear path? Well, I think there's a, there, so I, I, one thing that I always argue about it or that I said at top of mind for me is that, look, folks that are career consultants are really strong at all of the being a consultant, right? They've got great, great people skills. They know how to marshal mm-hmm. resources. They're able to lead got all the great soft skills and, and ability to socialize and speak. But as a career consultant, don't lose sight of the fact that 
you haven't really operationalized your recommendations, right? When you go to a client and say, hey, you should do X, Y, and Z, you haven't actually done the work, so to speak, actually implemented your recommendations to actually see what the outcome of it, of it is, right? So there's a lot of value in having had the business side of it, having actually worked at trying to actually operationalize some of what we're recommending, because then you see all the downstream effects, right? That wraps up today's bench episode. I mean, as you can see, we are, we've already got like nine episodes down. We're gearing up, heading into our second month. I can't wait to see where this brings us. Please continue to share us your feedback, share us questions, mecmuseunplugged at gmail.com. With that, I would like to thank all of my go-getters for tuning in today. This is Christy Lindor signing out for the Meezy Muse Unplug pop-up podcast. And here's to your journey to greatness. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. This pop-up podcast was inspired by my upcoming book, The Meezy Muse, 100 plus selected practices, unwritten rules, and habits of great consultants. I have people asking me over the last year, many questions about this book, but the one question that comes up constantly is, Christy, you have such a demanding career. How did you find time to write this book? And honestly, the answer is simple. I really sought to become the mentor that I wish I had earlier in my career. In the beginning of my career, I didn't have many mentors, um, mental maps of what success really looked like, and I really struggled with that in, in a lot of different ways. But what's nice about struggles is that I overcame them. I grew stronger, more competent, and I'm so excited where I am today in my career. I, I just want to share, you know, what I've learned and be able to help you. And so I wrote the book, you know, with my years of experience, but I also had an opportunity, an amazing opportunity to connect with over 50 or so consulting partners and leaders across the industry, sharing their stories, their antidotes, their resources on how you could be a great consultant yourself. So do me a favor, pick up your phone right now, go to www.mecmuse.com. If you scroll down, you'll see a little box to sign up for uh, the book pre-sale notification, go ahead and sign up for it. Um, I'd love to hear your feedback on uh, my book as well as the podcast. So thanks again for listening and here's to your journey to greatness.